successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Brill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here on KMBZ 980 AM. I'm your host Jason Grill. Appreciate you joining us today for a great show that we have upcoming. It's going to be a lot of fun today. With one of our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation show, he's uh, he's on every other month. Uh, we're happy to have him back. Uh, we're going to come on the air here with Ryan and maybe here in just a second. I want to thank our partners and supporters as well, in addition to Ryan. Title sponsors of the show are Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Companies and Ryan Rink. As I mentioned, guest contributors uh, to the Grill Nation show are the Rieger and Jay Rieger & Co., Ryan Maybe and also One Light Luxury Apartments and as well as Casey ADC and uh, the great folks over there who will be joining me here uh, next week uh, for their first show. Uh, as I mentioned, we have Ryan Maybe on the show today. He's uh, with The Rieger and Jay Rieger & Co., a great com- two great companies here in Kansas City. Ryan comes on the show uh, every other month, uh, and he... Uh, Talks about kind of some of the things he's been up to, and sometimes we have a, a special guest, but today we're going to focus on some really cool things. We're going to talk all about some changes in downtown Kansas City. We're going to talk about Jay Rieger and Co. We're going to talk about uh, some new things going in downtown. We're also going to talk about Ryan's upcoming trip to New York and talk about some of the different diversity we have in restaurants here in Kansas City that have been popping up, as well as talk about some exciting news with United Airlines and Jay Rieger & Co. So I want to welcome to the show, Ryan. Maybe it's great to have you back. I uh, saw you a few weeks ago, and it's great to uh, see you again in studio, man. How are you? I'm great, man. Good to be back. I'm just. Uh, we have so many different topics today. Uh, what have you been up to uh, these days? You traveling a lot? You working a lot? Um, you know, I'm always I'm always traveling a lot on behalf of uh, Jay Rieger and Company as as we continue to grow. And I'm out. You know, I'm spending most of my time focusing on distribution and sales, and um, you know, getting our 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 products in in people's hands and on store shelves and on mm-hmm. back bars and cocktail menus. So that's where I spend most of my um, you know most of my energy. But uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been uh, here in Kansas City and nice. and uh, had a nice little little. Little downtime here in KC and uh, feels hitting, weird, right? Uh, it, it does, <laughs> but I love it. You know, I don't mind the travel so much. Um, the hardest part about it is just kind of missing home, missing my dog, and missing the restaurant. You know, and uh, being away. But uh, I hit head back out on the road uh, uh, again this week, and then have a lot coming up in June and July. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out who you uh, who dog sits for you when you're gone. I, need I, I can make that happen. I got a couple. I got a couple people on on reserve. That's awesome. Um, Brian, I want to talk to you. We've got a lot of topics today revolving around your businesses and about Kansas City and some things that have been happening uh, in the crossroads as well as throughout Kansas City and downtown. But first off, I want to talk to you about this article that you were uh, mentioned in in the New York Times recently uh, and one of their issues a month or so ago. Uh, craft distillers facing lower taxes invest in themselves. Uh, you can visit this story at the New York Times uh, it's written by Robert uh, Simon, Simon, Simonson. Simonson. Robert Simonson. 
mentioned Jay Rieger and Co. Tell us about that tax cut and how it is affecting you guys. I know it is with the new tax bill, right? Uh, yeah, it was kind of put in there at the end. It was well, sort of. I mean, that that whole thing was uh, it was a bipartisan effort um, uh, with actually one of the senators from Missouri um, working on it. But it's been in in the works for a few years, so it's something that we've been aware of um, that they've been trying to make happen since actually well before this big uh, tax cut was was passed. So. Um, you know, once they started working on the, on the bigger, uh, tax bill, this, this part for small craft, uh, distilleries got slipped in, uh, into the, the whole thing and, and went through. But the, the belief was originally it was going to get passed anyway. And really craft, what it, craft beverage modernization and tax reform. Actually. Right. Okay. And basically what it does is, uh, you know, federal excise taxes on alcohol, uh, were something like $13 and some change for, um, uh, one proof gallon, which is one gallon of, uh, alcohol at 100 proof or 50%. And so that's how you pay your taxes on it based on, uh, how much you produce, how much you sell. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this which is one. 1350 is a lot. It, it is. Compared, oh, believe, to what, compared to what trust wine me. and beer face, right? <laughs> yeah. Trust me. It is a lot. It, it has a, a dramatic impact on, on the bottom line. It's a very heavily taxed industry because you're paying those federal excise taxes as well as, uh, local and state taxes as well. So it really does add up. Um, but basically what this bill did was it, um, said if you, uh, are a small producer that produces up to, um, I think it was a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand gallons, um, you paid, uh, they, it went from that $13 down to two fifty. I think. 270 yeah. $270. Um, That's a huge cut, man. It is. It's massive. When you think about it, when you think about, um, small companies like ours, small startups, uh, you know, independent small brands like ours. Um, that reduction in, in federal taxes, it has a big impact on, on the bottom line. And it, and it affected everyone, affected all producers, even the bigger producers. But the bigger producers, you know, they only see that benefit on the first hundred thousand gallons, you know, when they're producing millions of gallons per year. But for a company like ours who, you know, we've got a long way to go before we even hit, hit a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. um, it really does add up so, and it allows us to be more competitive. So the article's really good. It's at the New York Times in their wine, beer and cocktail section. Really cool to have you, uh, mention that article, built some relationships with in New York. So Ryan, uh, you have the option. A lot of people say this is going to be a two year for sure. Right. Uh, tax cut. A lot of people are, are lowering their wholesale price. Some of them are actually hiring new people. What, what did Jay Rigger decide to do with this news? So there's a few different ways uh, that you can use it. Um, you know, one, one of the brands mentioned in the article, he came right out and said, um, you know, we just lowered our price and he did. He lowered his price dramatically, which is, you know, will allow you to be more competitive. But I'm, I'm also kind of surprised that that was the only thing that he did for us. The way we saw it value, uh, the value in this more than anything else was we are always continually, continually looking to grow our brand and grow our distribution, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the time when this passed, we were really looking hard at trying to get out to California and distributing California. But with our, business model and business approach, uh, we've always said that we're only going to expand our distribution points as long as we can support them and help cultivate those relationships, meaning manpower, meaning we need more people. And so the main benefit for us was we looked at it as an opportunity to hire some more people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we hired a, a couple of people um, full-time for uh, assisting in sales. You know, the other side of it uh, you can look at it as a, um, a potential opportunity to invest in um, new equipment, bigger equipment, you know, to expand the production side of things. 
there are some there are some opportunities there. But I, I think with it only being a, a two year uh, reduction right now, and and we're hoping that it gets extended and becomes a permanent uh, situation. But with it only being uh, two years, you know, we're not really. If you lower your prices that much, let's say you lower your prices by like you know thirty percent. I mean, it's dramatic. Um, and then for whatever reason, it it doesn't go back up, uh, or it or the, it doesn't get extended. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, you're really going to be hurting, and you're most likely going to have to raise your prices. That's something that I would never want to do. I would never want to get to the point where um, because of the the taxation, we're going to have to raise our prices again. It's a real interesting article at the New York Times, and they go through all these different scenarios where Ryan, obviously, they hired, and this other guy, uh, he dropped his wholesale price almost in half. Um, check it out, though. It's pretty cool that you were in the New York Times, and it's always cool to see Kansas City mentioned yeah. on a national level, man. So congrats. Thanks. Ryan maybe is our guest. Uh, the Rieger and Jay Rieger & Co. are his companies. Uh, we'll be right back after the break. I want to talk more to Ryan maybe about all these different things happening in Kansas City and also talk more about Jay Rieger. You're listening to Real Nation. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast and at GrillNationShow.com. Appreciate you joining me again today. I'm Jason Grill. I'm your host. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Our guest today is a partner and supporter of the Grill Nation Show, a great Kansas City entrepreneur, and uh, he is Ryan Maybe from The Rieger. If you visited there to eat, it's a great location. Also, Manifesto in the basement. He's also the uh, co-founder and owner of Jay Rieger & Co. So, Ryan, uh, in your neck of the woods, there's all kinds of things going on, uh, one of which is a hotel in the old Pendergast space. Is I'm correct about that? Yeah, it's actually two buildings two at buildings. Uh, 21st and Central, Okay, uh, right in the heart of the crossroads, so the old Pendergast distribution okay. uh, warehouse. Across um, from Lulu's. Paps, and, yeah, and, and the Pabst uh, uh, Brewery, like distribution uh, warehouse. West Crossroads. Yeah. It's a group out of Chicago? or Yeah, I think it, uh, so. They're called Aperium. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like a boutique hotel group. Um, based out of Chicago, and they've got some properties in uh, New York and Detroit and, I think, Minneapolis, a couple other places. It's a brick building. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, both buildings are really cool. One of them's two stories, and the, the bigger warehouse is three stories. But they have a great, you know, uh, historic look to them, very mm-hmm. classic Kansas City, um, you know, in, in that area, those old warehouses. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it's you know, this is a great example of, uh, you know, outside investors coming in to Kansas City and, and mm-hmm. developing really cool projects. But, you know, what I love about it, I've met with them. I've met with the Aperium Group and, and had some conversations with them. What I love is that they're not trying to do something that is like, you know, their concept, their brand. It's not a, a chain hotel, so to speak. It's mm-hmm. going to have a lot of Kansas City character. And I think they're really going to celebrate the, the history of, of KC and the artistic kind of uh, flair of the Crossroads neighborhood. That's awesome. And, you know, I'm sure the coffee shop across the street and the restaurants love it. Yeah, it's good More for people. everybody, man. Yeah. West Crossroads, uh, I run through there once in a while, and uh, they got the new deli down there. I think people are um, 
Yeah, there's there's some more action down there. I really like that. And you also we're excited about 21C, which is on the other side of downtown uh, right. in the Savoy mm-hmm. space. Yeah, you know, that's been an ongoing project. This is an, another really beautiful historic Kansas City building that uh, you know was probably in a pretty severe state of disrepair, and then there was a fire. The hotel, uh, I mean, it had yeah, like a restaurant hotel. But man, talk about Kansas City history. I mean, yeah. Harry Truman was there so frequently that there was a specific booth. You know, designated the the Truman booth, like yeah. that's where he always hung out. Imagine the people that went through that that restaurant space. You know, from Tom Pendergast to probably Al Capone, and mm-hmm. you know, who knows who else? It's uh, it's pretty remarkable. That is cool, and I've been to a Twenty One C Hotel in Louisville. I've been uh, there too. It yeah. was really cool. The mayor actually walked us around, and uh, he was like, "It was a cool concept," and he he joked. Uh, about how Kansas City didn't have one of these yet, and so he was better than Sly James, mm-hmm. and they were their buddies. But then I heard we were getting one, yeah, which is really cool because the space is like an art. It's like an art gallery yeah, so downstairs where you check in, and then it's like the hotel is pretty upscale. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of an upscale boutique hotel concept. But I think all of their properties have a an art gallery kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and we'll have a good restaurant, obviously. And then, yeah, absolutely. They're you know, some from what chefs. I understand, they're they're maintaining, trying to maintain the historic look of the old Savoy Grill, which I think would be great uh, to some extent. And then they're bringing in uh, Chef Joe West, mm-hmm. um, who's been uh, all over the place. He's been all over KC, pretty well known. Yeah. Um, most recently at Stock Hill. Yeah, and also Scott Tipton, a good buddy of mine, who's going to be their food and beverage director. Okay, where's Scott coming from? Um, you know, Scott's been around. He actually worked at Manifesto way back in the okay. day. Um, <laughs> like, like so many have. Um, but he was also, uh, most recently at Stock Hill as their, or actually not just Stock Hill. I'm sorry. He, uh, he was like the food and beverage director for the whole bread, uh, and, butter. bread and butter concept mm-hmm. restaurant group. And so he's done some great things, man. He's made a, a good name for himself outside of Kansas City in the bar world and in the, in the industry as a, um, uh, as a, a cap down at Tales of the Cocktail in, in New Orleans. So he's, He's got some. He's got some chops. Some mm-hmm. experience. I like that. Um, talk to us about Manifesto. You mentioned that. Is that that's still kicking it, right? Oh nine, man! Yeah. How many years has it been there? Well, um, we turned nine in April. Okay, uh, we turned nine years old officially, and actually, for the first time in our uh, nine plus year history, I've actually hired a general manager from outside to come in and take the reins. His name is Jay Sanders. Um, he's now been with us for about um, maybe a month. I think a month or six weeks, roughly um, doing a great job. The guy is fantastic. And, you know, it just, it, it's one of those things. It just, uh, it, it just shows how, um, you know, you can never kind of ease up on a, a small business like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you always got to be pushing forward, always looking for ways to, to, to grow and, and improve and innovate. And, you know, sometimes bringing in a new set of eyes can, can uh, open you up to some new things. So, uh, Manifesto is doing great, man. I, uh, I'm super proud of it. It's been, uh, I think it's become kind of a landmark, uh, bar in downtown Kansas city and, uh, it's still rocking and rolling. I love it. Ryan maybe is with us today on the grill nation show partner and supporter and also uh, awesome entrepreneur here in town. Ryan, you, uh, uh, mentioned, uh, in the past, you've mentioned the streetcar hmm. and how, you know, it's progress because you're right on that line. Jay Rieger is right on that line. Uh, uh, the, the Rieger, the, excuse the, me, excuse me, the, the restaurant. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Jay Rieger will be there one day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I hope so. That'd be cool. So, so, so they're talking about uh, expansion, right? I mean, that's been in the works now, and they've announced some new stops. Mm-hmm. It's been greeted with some controversy with people in Westport, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts about kind of the streetcar's progress and uh, the new stops that have kind of been proposed and announced? I know it'll be. I mean, I think for me personally, I think this is a uh, 
I mean, they'll have the vote and all that stuff. But I mean, I think I think it's going to happen, right? I'm not too worried about. I'm I'm pretty certain it's going to to get passed. Yeah, Um, you know, I've talked about this, you know, till I'm blue in the face. I am a a huge supporter of it. I I think everybody knows that. I've been a a very outspoken advocate for it uh, from back in the early days when it was first, you know, being talked around, talked about, and tossed around. And as a a small business owner um, and a, a property owner in the crossroads, you know, for the last 12 years. I have always dreamed about and envisioned downtown Kansas City becoming the energetic, you know, vibrant uh, epicenter that it has become. And it's not just bars and restaurants, but it's everything. It's it's office buildings. It's residential. It's all the amenities that you need to be to live in a real city. Right. And the streetcar, um, you know, you, if you want to, you know, be negative about it and say, well, it's only 2.1 miles or 2.2 miles or it, or it just rolls with, yeah. with traffic or what. Yeah. All those things are true. But the reality is it, it look at the de- amount of development that it has spurred. Mm-hmm. It is really, really remarkable. Um, having started my first business in the crossroads back in 2006 and seeing consistent growth and consistent development and things headed in the, in the right direction, uh, was all great up until two years ago, man, when, when the streetcar, um, officially launched, it just like, it just injected new life into that process and it just started to move faster Mm -hmm. and snowball. And now it's really amazing to see the amount of progress that, that has, has come from it. And it's it's been a huge uh, benefit, to, to our business and I think to a lot of the restaurants uh, and bars and small businesses down in the crossroads. So seeing it extended from Union Station and Crown Center where it ends now to uh, uh, Plaza, and Plaza and UMKC, I think would be fantastic. What do you think? I mean, most of it goes down Main <coughs> Street, of course. <coughs> There's yeah. the Westport people that think it's too <coughs> far to have to pay okay, for so it. Okay, so let me let me give my... Uh, I'm gonna, and I like a lot uh, of these is, people. <coughs> Sure, absolutely. I and I love them too. I'm uh yeah. <laughs> I love Westport. I don't I don't go to Westport enough, but I tell you what, I would go more if the streetcar went down, I'd go a lot more. But um so that whole controversy came up in the paper a few weeks ago, you know, talking about they, they, oh, it stops at 39th Street on yeah. Main and that's too far to walk to Westport. Give me a freaking break. I mean, somebody, I can't remember who it was, somebody called him out on Twitter and said uh, the distance from uh, the 39th Street stop on Main Street to the heart of Westport is the exact same as like walking from the Capitol Grill on the plaza to the J.C. Nichols Fountain. And my favorite analogy was saying it's the exact same distance as Lot F in the uh, Truman Sports Center Complex parking lot to the gate at Arrowhead. It's the exact <laughs> same distance. And so um, just, just a few days ago, those things out, man. I know, right? It's not too far to walk. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so just a, a week ago, I had a meeting in Westport and it was during the day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to test this for myself. So I, I took the bus. I took the max down to 39th Street, which is the exact same location that the uh, uh, 39th Street stop on the streetcar will be. Got off the bus and I walked from that stop to the middle of Westport. Mm-hmm. It took me about seven minutes. I mean, it's not it's not too far to walk. It's not unsafe. And it's going to encourage development. It's actually going to benefit those businesses that are uh, in, that, Street, that, in that area. Yeah, like along that, that road that connects uh, in there. It's going to be good for that whole area. Um, I, I truly believe that. And I also speak from experience. I've seen it firsthand. Mm-hmm. We need more people like Ryan out there talking about that because I think you know, I mean, the, the articles always are trying to get eyeballs and clicks. And, you know, I know a lot of the people that, uh, you know, like the Kelly's people, I mean, they're good people. And so yeah. I'm hoping that people like you who have been through the streetcar 
process. Right. Who's literally had the actual thing being developed and built right in front of your doorstep. Absolutely. For years. Yes. Uh, can explain the amount of business that it's, it's led to. And, and I will and also say that, city. you know, while the construction element of it can be frustrating at times, I mean, it, it, it is disruptive. Uh, in 2015, when um, that was happening along Main Street uh, downtown and happening right in front of my doorstep, mm-hmm. was the biggest year that we ever had at the Rieger. So it did not hurt our business at all from a uh, from a revenue standpoint. Interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm anxious to see that happen, man. I I'm just you know when you drive around Main Street, you just think of all the potential that could happen. I mean, yeah. just throughout that whole corridor and connecting places and. You know, I mean, is it is it mass transit? No, but hey, we haven't done anything in thirty years with regards to light rail, <clears throat> streetcar. I mean, you go down to the River Market. There's the old Casey streetcar just sitting there on the corner, <laughs> and you look through it, and you're like, wow. I mean, just think of all that stuff they did. Back it's then. even harder to go down to like New Orleans or San Francisco and see our old streetcars that have been purchased by those cities and they're being used. <laughs> they're, you know what I mean? It's got these this really cool retro look and they're actually functional. Yeah, right. You know, that sucks. That sucks. But hey, they looked at doing that, man, for our line and they right. decided to have more uh, modern looking ones. <laughs> but uh, Ryan Maybe is our guest today. I want to talk about some exciting partnerships that Jay Rieger has uh, established recently throughout the country with some major uh, organizations and also locally as well in our next segment. He's joining us today on the Grill Nation show. Ryan Maybe from Jay, Jay Rieger & Co. and The Rieger, as well as Manifesto. We'll be right back after the break. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body. it drops. When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune And we'll all meet back at the local saloon We'll raise up our glasses Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill, 980 AM KMBZ. I appreciate you listening today as well on iTunes and TuneIn Radio as well as that online on GrillNationShow.com. Very exciting show today with Ryan Maybe It's great to have him back in studio. He's been traveling. He's a great partner and supporter of this show. He's obviously... Uh, been doing very well in Kansas City and is very passionate about all the things going on right now. And as the uh, one of the co-founders and owners of Jay Riegering Co., uh, he's also been working a lot in that business to uh, build a lot of partnerships throughout the country. And one of which uh, is kind of exciting. The Whole Foods has now opened uh, over uh, by UMKC. Uh, I was driving by there about 17 different times over uh, last weekend, and uh, it was packed. And uh, Jay Rigger has got a little uh, something going on with that, too, don't they? There's a feature in the new Whole Foods in Kansas City. Yeah, so, um, you know, I don't know if many people realize this, but Missouri has some of the most lax liquor laws in the country. Um, we're, we should, be, very, we very should be very, very proud of that. because We could I, be New Orleans. Uh, right. <laughs> we got the Close. jazz part. We've got the food part. Just, you know, just, but I, I tell my, my distributors in, like, New York and California and everywhere else that um, Whole Foods – has a full service bar with a you know cocktail menu and everything and they're just like just baffled they're like how does that happen you know <laughs> in New York you can only if you're a chain of say Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or whatever and you have 12 locations you can only designate one to sell alcohol oh wow by package and I'm not even I'm not even talking about by the by the drink okay so anyway this Whole Foods down at uh uh you know 51st uh, down in South Plaza. It's beautiful. Yeah, I haven't wow. been in the, I've driven by, but it looks Wow, good. it's really stunning. Um, I think it might be the first one in the country that has a full-service bar. Um, wow. Um, I'm, I'm what, part of the, what, part of the, what part of the grocery store did they put the bar in? 
I haven't been there yet. Um, I don't. I didn't make it into the grocery store part. I only. <laughs> I kind of so like, spent all my it's, time it's in the bar a part. Part the bar is a different part. It's connected. I mean, it's it's very well integrated into it. I mean, if you go in the front door, uh, you know, there's all like the cash registers and the checkout lines and everything, and then the bar is kind of off in the the corner there at the front of the building. Changing the lights for um, uh, with from- actually outdoor seating. You know, have outdoor patio and everything. It's really well done. I mean, it was it was beautiful. So. When they were building this one, uh, they reached out to us a while back and uh, wanted to to celebrate, you know, some local Kansas City brands and and focus on that and uh, work with some uh, some local producers. And so we were able to to make that happen. And um, yeah, I mean, they they opened up the bar and they have a, a full menu of of cocktails and they're all Jay Rieger cocktails. Uh, I have to give a lot of credit to Erica Schulte for that. Uh, one of our um, actually one of our newest full-time employees nice. that we, we brought on to help with sales and stuff. And she did a great job, uh, curating that, that menu for them and training their staff because you also have to consider that you're talking about a, a grocery store, mm-hmm. you know, that's not used to being in the business of making drinks and selling drinks and everything. So, uh, they really, they're really kind of venturing into new uncharted waters. And, mm-hmm. um, we were able to help, help them with that because we can train their staff. We can teach them how to sell the products, how to mix the drinks and, and, and those things that their company really doesn't, they don't know how to do. That's pretty crazy. I'm, I'm just thinking about a trend. If, if we're going to see more bars in grocery stores, I'm thinking about, uh, well, uh, high V's have it all now too oh, they in, do? Okay. In, around the Midwest. Yeah. That is interesting. I hadn't heard of that. Yeah. I, you know, that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, you know, as a, as a male, you know, sometimes you don't want to go to the grocery store, uh, or at least I don't. Um, but man, I'll, uh, Check that out. Yeah, It'll absolutely. Fine. I'm going to totally the, go in there the, uh, and have the, a Rieger cocktail. The shopping experience at the grocery store a little more enjoyable. So uh, in addition to that, you've been doing stuff with United Airlines. Uh, <clears throat> they have Polaris lounges that have opened in uh, San Francisco, Houston, Newark. Obviously, <clears throat> those are extremely busy airports. Uh, and Jay Rieger's involved. Yeah, so that actually started at O'Hare. They opened the, okay. the first one at O'Hare in Chicago last year, and it was sort of their like test market for it mm-hmm. uh so the polaris lounge is their new higher end um you know uh vip lounge is this I guess? like when you're waiting for your flight you go into the polaris rounds <clears throat> yes and okay. it's all i believe it's only in international terminals and okay. only services international uh travel i think mm-hmm. um so they tested it out in, in o'hare last year and when they did that they wanted to have a, a full cocktail bar uh as part of the experience and, and serve really good drinks and so they hired uh, a consultant to help them with that. And that consultant uh, was from Chicago and just happened to be a, a friend of mine. And so he got me involved as well as a few other uh, bartenders from around the country to develop cocktails for the menu. And so they, they ran with that last year and I think it did really, really well. And so they decided to expand the program. Um, and they just opened up the one in San Francisco uh, a month ago, mm-hmm. roughly. And the timing for that was perfect because we had just started uh, distributing Jay Rieger and co products in California, like right as that happened. And so we, uh, they just basically did the same menu that they had from Chicago and replicated the whole program in San Francisco. And right now, one month in, they are way ahead of their projections and they're just flying through product. So wow. like they're just crushing it with Rieger whiskey. And, uh, next week they're, uh, getting ready to do the ribbon cutting on their hub in Newark. Mm-hmm. At that lounge, I'm actually going out there for that to do, uh, like their media event and, oh, cool. uh, the ribbon cutting for the Polaris Lounge in uh, Newark, and then Houston opens next month. Wow. So that's good, too, because you're going to be in that New York market. Yeah, so we're already, you know, we already have distribution in all those markets, actually. Mm -hmm. So New York, 
uh, Newark, New Jersey. Um, but just think about all the people that travel through Newark. You know, that's the thing. It's, you know, that's the thing. I, I, we look at these things not necessarily as, okay, cases sold, you know, revenue, bottom line. It's not that as much as it is um, notoriety or recognition, like the exposure, the amount of impressions that we're going to get on, you know, to people that are traveling. If they see it all the time, you know, the more they see a brand, and I think it's with it's like that with anyone, it's sort, sort of a psychological thing. Um, the more you see a brand or something in front of you, the more you start to accept it as just being part of your surroundings and, and something that, um, oh, yeah. Jerry, I've you heard of Jerry. A, I know you Jerry. You guys had a cocktail on the menu at one point too at United, no, right? Well, we still do. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's I go part in there. It, yeah. I can order a Jerry Rieger. Well, uh, actually, now they changed it. Uh, so with uh, all the new the new uh, locations opening up, we're now the household fashion. So if you just go into the Polaris Lounge cocktail bar and you want an old fashioned, you're going to get it with Rieger whiskey. Wow. United Airlines. If you uh, have the chance to travel, do that, and uh, you can get a local Kansas City flavor. And I just agree with you so much on impressions, man. I mean, I remember. You know, before this kind of industry kind of took hmm. off, I'd go travel and everyone would know about a certain whiskey from a certain place. Right. You know, you go to Utah, they have that High West or whatever right. it's called. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you know, and now you're going to be seeing Jay Rieger everywhere, which I think is really cool. We're trying, man. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> People that come to Kansas City, obviously, are going to take it as well. And then uh, you guys have some new distribution channels. I want to mention those on the segment and get into those. A partnership with High V. So you guys are really conquering the... Uh, grocery store industry lately yeah it's not something i ever really uh, <laughs> predicted would happen or thought about but uh you know hy-vee's been a great partner so far they've been you know they've got a Up lot in of iowa right <clears throat> well they're based out of iowa um but they're in i think six states or seven states and uh so we're with them in all the states that we have distribution in so uh wisconsin minnesota illinois missouri kansas and then they've also got iowa and the dakota or South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, don't have North yet. <laughs> no. Um, but they're based out of Iowa, and I think they've got something over, like over 100 stores in the state of Iowa. And so based on the success that we've had with them here in Missouri, Kansas, and the other states, um, they're, they've asked us to, to pick up distribution in Iowa so that, that we can go into all of those, those stores as well. Really? Yeah. That's exciting. So that's actually... In the it's been in the works for a while. I was a, a wacky, wacky state to deal with legally. Um, I can't wait to get a job as your lobbyist one day. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply for that job. Once, once you guys get more tax cuts, I want to be a lobbyist oh consultant God. for you guys. You guys, I mean, all the different state laws, it's just, it's unbelievable. Everyone, every state's different, and you have to deal with them, speaking, every one of them on a state level. Speaking of different states that have different laws, let's go to California. Where there's a lot more taxes and a lot more, but that's uh, maybe not, not in your but industry. But that's it. But that's not true in our industry. That's in good. fact, doing business in California, um, from our perspective, is far more uh, accessible and far easier and more friendly than some states that, you, well, you like Texas, for example, or <laughs> Kansas. You know, yeah. like the, the there's a lot of barriers to, so Cal- to entry there. So, whereas, yeah, California's Cal- pretty easy, man. So it's been easier. You got, you just came back from there recently, right? Uh, yeah, I, I've been there a few times in the last couple of months because mm-hmm. we just kicked off distribution there. And How's be that going, going back soon? So far, so good, man. We're off to a really fast start there. Um, Did you start a- in Northern California <clears throat> or Southern? Well, you know, when when you get set up with a distributor in a state and you get licensed in a state, you're in the whole state. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as me focusing my my efforts um, and our distribution efforts, it started out in San Diego and L.A. And then two weeks later, I hit San Francisco and Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, Sacramento is a cool city that's growing, man. Uh, quick story, though. This was really kind of fun. Um, when I went to Sacramento... And I just spent one day there uh, distributing and, and working with uh, some buyers there. 
but we had somebody send us a copy of a Sacramento newspaper from 1910. Hmm. It's called the Sacramento Bee from 1910, and it was a liquor store ad from a, a Sacramento liquor store that advertised Rieger's Monogram Whiskey back in 1910. Holy crap. And so that was really fun to go around and show bartenders and buyers and, and people in Sacramento like, hey, you know, this is my first time here, but our brand was here over a hundred years ago, <laughs> you know, it was really neat. That is cool. That is cool. Just, just such a good little, you know, momentum to have to show yeah. to people. Um, so you've been, in, you've been in the California world. Uh, I mentioned it's easier. That's good to know. Uh, you started in Southern California. Was there reasoning behind that, or you just it's the way your schedule? Just timing, out? just scheduling. Um, you know, I, you're you're always juggling your schedule with with the distributors and their needs because they have other suppliers they have to take care of. So just it, it was just sort of coincidence. Is that going to be continued to be one of your uh, major targets? Growing um, in California? It's, it's what the fifth largest economy in the world. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I just didn't know if they drink as much bourbon as Midwesterners do. Hey man, they're rocking per, with the, per they're rocking, rocking with the gin right now. So we want to keep that going. It's kind of a Euro thing yeah. too, gin. Yeah. I I, uh, I think gin's coming back, man. In I a really big way. Do. In a very big way. A very big way. It's a good summer drink. Throw it into a Moscow yep. Mule. Good stuff. Ryan Maybe is our guest today on Grill Nation Show, partner and supporter of the show. Uh, check out his companies. Uh, one is Jay Rieger and Co. at jriegerco.com and also the Rieger, great restaurant in Kansas City, the RiegerKC.com. We come back with uh, Ryan. There's uh, a couple more things I want to talk to him about today. Uh, YJ's and Birdie's moving, uh, potentially the Negroni week, uh, his trip to New York coming up, and more talk about Kansas City downtown development and restaurants growing in Kansas City. You're listening to Grill Nation. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show for our final segment of this show with Ryan. Maybe you're listening to 980 AM KMBZ or appreciate you joining us on iTunes via podcast or at grillnationshow.com. Appreciate all my partners and supporters, one of which is Ryan Maybe, uh, Jay Rieger and Co. and the Rieger KC. Ryan, uh, I saw this story in the uh, Star or something the other day, maybe it was online, about YJs and Birdies. That was YJ's is one of the first places in the crossroads I can remember. Uh, late night eats, uh, strolling it's like, upon it's that. iconic, man. Yeah, right. What's going on down there, man? What have you? Heard? I don't really know, um, but it's a little bit concerning. Um, you know, from the from what I understand, I, I read the the same article you did. You know, the the building, the there's two buildings connected right there on that corner uh, was purchased. You know, by an outside developer, and it it appears I don't think it's finalized, but it appears that um, the the tenants in that building. Um, you know, YJ's and Birdie's and, um, uh, Oracle, mm-hmm. um, it appears that they might have to relocate, which I think would be really terrible if that's, if that were to happen. I, I would hate to see that because, you know, especially YJ's, I mean, being an anchor in, uh, in the crossroads and in the overall, uh, development of, of the crossroads and being sort of a, I don't know, a great embodiment of what the crossroads really means to Kansas City. It would be really sad to see him go. Yeah, I remember when there was a time where I worked down there and I couldn't get lunch anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I'd go to YJ's. I mean, or breakfast. Yeah, or, or there just was nothing Abs- yet there. Absolutely, and you know, uh, I was living there ten years ago, and and there were plenty of Saturday and Sunday mornings, afternoons where you know you could 
you know, roll a bowling ball down, down <laughs> Main Street or Baltimore, you know, and not hit anything. But, uh, you know, YJ's was always open and very reliable. Got to support YJ's, uh, and birdies, uh, it before, uh, potential news of them moving. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Ryan, uh, what is, uh, Negroni Week, man? What is that all about? Negroni Week is a promotion that was, uh, started by Campari and Imbibe Magazine several years ago, um, uh, as a means to, Ultimately, I think it means to sell more Campari and uh, get more people reading and buy a magazine. But uh, basically, it promotes the, the Negroni, which is a classic Italian cocktail. It's a really delicious uh, cocktail when made right. And uh, uh, just a three-part drink using gin, uh, Campari, and sweet vermouth. Um, mm. Bold, bitter, refreshing, great stuff. Anyway, it's a, it's a week um, every June where bars and restaurants around the country can uh, um, embrace it and promote a Negroni on their menu or a Negroni riff on their menu and then make a donation of their sales to uh, a charity of, of their choice. So um, there's a, You guys there's are actively involved in that? Absolutely, yeah. We're ap- actively involved in it every year. We have been every year. Um, we'll, promote, uh, we'll promote it at both the Rieger and at Manifesto. Um, there's some uh, you know, cooperation with the, the local USBG chapter to help get the word out and and spread the word. So I don't know it's kind of a fun, lighthearted thing that allows bartenders to, to get together um, to promote a great classic drink and give back to the community. I definitely want to come in and try one of those. I don't know if I've ever had one. Oh man, I'm sure I've had one over the years. Have to but change I, that. I'm going to have to come and uh, yeah. sit at your bar and try one of those. Please do. And when, what, when is that happening? Well, you can get an agroni any day you want. Yeah. When is the charity <laughs> thing? Happen? It's uh, it's next week. It's uh, June fourth. June 4th through the 10th. Okay, cool. I'll definitely have to check that out. Ryan, every year you, uh, or not every year maybe, but you have gone on a Visit KC trip to New York to yeah. showcase Kansas City. Uh, tell us about that. I know that's upcoming and kind of what you do while you're at this trip. It is coming up, and I think they're going even bigger and better this year. Um, so it's a, I think it's a it's a cooperative thing between Visit KC, uh, the, the Visit KC website, and then uh, KCADC, the Kansas City Area Development Council. Mm-hmm. So the purpose really is to kind of both promote Kansas City and market Kansas City uh, to uh, the media. Uh, mostly it's a media-focused event uh, to shine a little bit of light on the creative uh, people in Kansas City, so chefs and musicians and uh, entrepreneurs and brands and things like that. So we'll obviously be focusing on uh, Jay Rieger cocktails and that kind of thing. That's why I'm going out there. I'll be making drinks and, and serving Rieger cocktails. Um, but then, you know, the KCADC's mission, um, I think is mostly focused on getting uh, businesses to relocate to Kansas City or open uh, satellite offices here and, and do business in Kansas City. So mm-hmm. it kind of works. They kind of attack it from both sides, you know, getting uh, businesses to work here as well as promoting the cool things that are that are happening here. What types of people show up to you? Who are you serving at these events? It's mostly media. Is it, it really? It, yeah, it's, it's almost the majority of the guest, uh, the guest list is media. The, it's meant to get um, the attention of national media to promote Kansas City. And it makes sense. It's a really great idea. Um, when I talk to other um, other cities, you know, and, and, and people that do this kind of work, they say it's common for cities to fly journalists and like select one or two journalists and fly them to their city and show them a good time and take them around, try to get them to give coverage. But what the KCADC and Visit KC does is really unique in that they say, we're going to bring we're going to bring Kansas City to you, you know, because think about it, you know, the majority of the the journalists and people that, that you know, write for media outlets 
um, in this country are going to be in New York mm-hmm. or maybe in, on the West Coast or maybe Chicago. So instead of picking out one or two and bringing them here, uh, we take a group of, uh, of professionals to Kansas City and we throw a party. That's pretty cool. I'd like to, I'd like to check that out. Yeah. You just take Kansas City on the road. Take can it's Kansas City on the road. It's a lot of fun, man. I mean, <laughs> well, this you time, got great venues, I'm you sure. Know, too. They pick a great venue, uh, in Manhattan and it's, I think it's a rooftop. We'll have some outdoor area. They're, uh, taking the band, uh, Hembry this year, uh, which Hembry is a, a local band that's starting to get some pretty big national, uh, attention. So it'll be all about Kansas City food, Kansas City music and art and drinks and the whole thing. Speaking of Kansas City food, uh, Ryan maybe is our guest. Uh, new concepts downtown. There's more diversity. Uh, we have a Korean barbecue restaurant, a Puerto Rican restaurant. Talk to us about that. What I think is really great about that, and I haven't been into either one of those yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to checking them out. What's really great about that was what that says to me is five, ten years ago, the local, um, small, uh, small business entrepreneurs that were trying to open up restaurants and, and concepts in, in downtown or in the crossroads were the majority were kind of high end, high profile chef driven type places like my place, like the Rieger, like manifesto, like Michael Smith mm-hmm. or, or whatever. But now you're starting to see so much infill and you're starting to see um, a lot more diversity in these little places like a Korean barbecue joint. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, it might be the first one that we've had in Kansas city, which is, Really, really cool. If you've never been to a Korean barbecue restaurant, go because it's really, really fun. I saw that. I drove by that the other day. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever been to a Puerto Rican, uh, you know, specific restaurant. Um, but that's exciting. It just shows to me that there's some, there's now enough density or we're getting to the point where there's enough density that there's demand for more. There's mm-hmm. demand for, for more than the high end. Uh, restaurant, but those, those the high basic, end ones still exist. Absolutely. They're still going novel, absolutely, novel, right. novels down there, uh, off the plaza. You have restaurant 1900 and Black Dirt. Which well, I haven't tried either of those yet. Um, I was at Black Dirt, uh, last week. It's beautiful. It's very, very cool. Yeah. And I haven't been to the restaurant at 1900 yet, but anyway, it just shows that there's yeah. like, it shows that, you know, we're starting to, to have the need for, uh, more amenities, more fast casual type stuff mm-hmm. just for, you know, just daily lifestyle. That's what people want downtown. Right. That they, they have office down there and, and they want something kind of local, but not chain. Right. They want a fast place. You can't have every restaurant be a special occasion mm-hmm. restaurant. You know, you have to have stuff that's going to suit the everyday, everyday need. Yeah. Take your, take your coworkers out to lunch. You don't want to maybe, uh, Spend a fortune either. You, mean, right. you want to go somewhere where you can get a good lunch under 15 bucks and, you know, make it not be a couple hour experience. Exactly. Well, that's really cool. Ryan maybe has been our guest co-sponsor and, or excuse me, guest co-host and uh, partner of the Grill Nation show. Check him out at, on Twitter at Roundtable Rye. He's also all over the internet with the RiegerKC.com and JewRiegerCo.com. Ryan, I appreciate you coming on the show and for your support. And man, you're a busy guy. Uh, excited to see you. next time we talk on the show. You're going to have another hundred, yeah, hundred partnerships <laughs> and new things going on. But congrats we'll on all your success, man. This is a lot of fun. Thanks. I appreciate it. You've been listening to Grill Nation Show. Appreciate you joining us again this week. We'll see you next week. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Have a good one, guys. Talk to you soon. Yeah.